a good move. Why'd you dance him? Dancing is forbidden. Running crew, welcome to Dancing is Forbidden in Aqua Teen Hunger Force Exploration. I am Ronnie, and today we are talking teens with Kirk Splosion, creator of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the very unofficial game. Kirk and I talk about his experiences with Aqua Teen, and then we also get a lot into the creation of the game and how it came about. I've talked about the very unofficial game on this show before. If you don't know, it's a fan game. It's a it's a really good fan game. Probably the best game that Aqua Teen has, where you are essentially playing in an episode of the show. And the loose plot here, I'm not going to give anything away, but the Moon Knights come down to, uh, you know, take over the Aqua Teen's neighborhood. They enlist three robots to help them out. They have Robo Sitter, Cybernetic Ghost of Christmas Past from the Future, and the Rabot. And you have to kind of uh, solve these puzzles and stuff to defeat each robot. And then you can finally defeat the Moon Knights. It's a really great game. It just goes above and beyond in so many different aspects. I, I was just blown away, and I can't overstate this. I was blown away how good this was from, from the art to the music to the storyline because there's just so much written dialogue and everything and and everything it was such a fun experience way better than i was expecting it to be and the cool thing about all of this is that kirk he has no experience doing any of this he had to learn how to do every aspect of game development essentially to make this game and it's just astounding not only how great it turned out, but but that he finished it to begin with. And it, it's just awesome. You know, I've been making this podcast for over a year now. Kirk, it took him over three years to make the game. So, you know, well before I started this podcast, he was chugging away, just writing this love letter to the show. I'm putting links to everything discussed here in the show notes. But basically, if you want to play this game, you need a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. And then on there, you need a game called Dreams. Dreams, I believe it's made by Sony, and it is basically a program that you can use to make your own games, which is what Kirk used, and there's plenty of other games on there as well. But you need Dreams to play this game. The, the, the game itself, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the very unofficial game, is free, but you need Dreams to run it. So Dreams itself is $20, not on sale, but it is frequently on sale for $8. So, you know, do, do give it a look if you have a PlayStation. For example, right now I'm recording this in early... November of 2022 and Dreams is on sale. So $8, it's a no-brainer. $20, I think, is still definitely worth it to play this game. And I know you might be thinking, Ronnie, I don't have a PlayStation, but I want to check this game out. How do I do that? First of all, the trailer is in the show notes, but at some point in probably December, I'll let you know in a future episode, and of course, keep an eye out on the socials, I will be streaming this game. Uh, I already did stream it in the past, but I'll be streaming it again, and from there, I will take the video and edit it down and put it on YouTube so people who cannot actually play the game can still see what it is and follow the storyline and all that good stuff. So keep an eye out on that. If you're listening to this at a, at a future date, uh, check the show notes because maybe it's already out. 
Something else that you'll find in the show notes is the original version of the game that Kirk Explosion was working on, which was a 2D game he was making on the computer. I don't think he got very far along with it, but the video is really cool because he has this working Meatwad animation where you can move Meatwad around the screen, and it looks exactly 100% like the TV show. So definitely check that out. I hope he can go back to that at some point, because even though the 3D game on PlayStation is awesome, this uh, 2D game has a great charm in its own, and I would love to see him do something with that. The last thing I want to say before we head into this conversation is something I heard recently by Rob over at loweffortcontent.com. And surely Rob didn't make this up, but he said, attention is love. The things that you pay attention to, you start to love over time, both positive and negative. If, if you pay attention to these negative things in your life, if you, if you indulge your negative thoughts, you will start to love them. And having paid so much attention to Aqua Teen in this past year, it's really reignited my love for this show. And it probably in a, in a deeper way than I ever did when I originally fell in love with the show. And, and we found that, you know, a microcosm of, of this is when I cover most episodes that I start out like, yeah, I didn't really like this one at first, but after really deep diving into it, I've, I've really come to like it. And I think that's just really an example of this, this whole concept of the things you pay attention to are the things that you start to love. And maybe this is kind of our way of, of justifying our experiences you know, it happens with music, too. You hear a song so many times, you start to love it because, you know, you paid attention to it so many times. And Kirk, he, he paid attention to Aqua Teen for, uh, besides most of his life, he paid attention to it very intensely for that three-year period working on, on the game. And that says a lot about him and, and the things that he loves. And it was just almost cathartic for me to talk to Kirk because he's someone else who has paid a lot of attention and, and really loved Aqua Teen in a similar way. So I hope you enjoy this conversation between two weirdos talking teens. I guess I guess the best place to start, since you are an Aqua Teen fan and anybody listening is going to be an Aqua Teen fan, let's talk a little bit about your history with the show and all that kind of stuff. So so yeah, what what is your history with Aqua Teen? Where did you like first hear about it? Do you remember when you first got into it? Oh yeah, for sure. I was I was in high school when a uh, you know Adult Swim really kicked off. So I was I was it was it felt like it was made for me. Like the the humor was just perfectly aligned with with my humor, and I was already into like a lot of adult animated um, shows like Duckman and other things on MTV. You know, Beavis and Butthead, Liquid Television, all that sort of stuff. So so I was just already into adult animation. So it was just just perfect honestly i just could watch the entire block of adult swim and it was just you know fantastic were you aware of space ghost like before adult swim kicked off probably not i think it was probably adult swim that made all that aware to me i, I really i watched it consistently all through high school and then once i went off to college and i didn't want to pay for cable anymore i pretty much dropped off precipitously after that <laughs> so so yeah it was like four years of solid watching and then not much after that. That's kind of like how it seems to be with people I talk to that there's really nobody that watched like the entire time. It's like people were really into it for a period and then you kind of drop off and then uh, you pick it back up at some later date. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I actually have like multiple seasons of Aqua. Like I think maybe every DVD season of Aqua Teen, but I've only watched up to like season four or five. <laughs> I just I was like, I'll, I'll watch them eventually, and I still haven't. But but I'm looking forward to you getting to those future episodes. I'm going to watch along and listen along and watch along with you. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, as I've said on the podcast, I'm kind of in a similar boat. Like I've I've seen episodes from every later season, but I haven't seen every episode from all the later seasons. Uh, by choice at this point because I want it to be a surprise once we get there. But yeah, I'm excited to see kind of uh, where it goes. So, do you have a favorite like of the main cast? Do you have a favorite character on Aqua Teen? It's got to be Meatwad. It's got to be Meatwad. I love the 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 idiot friend for sure. I mean, I mean, you know, you love them all, but but it's just he's just so dumb and lovable. I I can't get enough of Meatwad. I was I was <laughs> I was quoting him to my kids today. We were watching um, our so- <laughs> our kids soccer game, and I was like. This is for the time for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the interesting thing about Aqua Teen was that it it has a character like Meatwad that's like a sweet kind of lovable character. And most Adult Swim shows don't have anything like that. And I think that's uh, an aspect that can draw people in. You know, and, and Brack Show had that as well, but most shows didn't. Most shows, especially in like the mid to late 2000s, were like really mean. And Aqua Teen had that with Shake, but yeah, they still had the sweet component with Meatwad, which I which I appreciated. Right, right. The innocent one, but every once in a while he'd get pretty dark with it. Which was <laughs> yeah. always fun. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm wonder I'm curious to see if they like, you know, do more of that as the as the show progresses or or how it goes. I guess we'll see. So do you have a favorite episode of the show? Um oh gosh. Revenge of the Moon Knights. Is that the the Fornavelt episode? That's yeah. That's probably uh, that's probably number one. Uh, yeah, I love the Moon Knights. They're my favorite villains by far. So anything I can get Ignick knocked and her in. Yeah, I was I was rewatching the uh, the Moon Master episode with the <laughs> Moon and Knights from season three, where they have that shitty. Yeah, because I was I was rewatching that because I'm going to be covering that Aquadonk, and uh, I forgot how fucking funny that episode is. That's probably my favorite Moon and Night one is where they come down <laughs> with that shitty game, and then they try and get them into like a, a multi level marketing scheme, <laughs> selling their shitty uh, <laughs> shitty uh, catalog stuff. Right. It's so funny. Which season is Moonawana? Because I did end up watching that. That is season four, okay. I think. I think that's yeah. the fourth season. Okay. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, a really funny one, too. Yeah, that's great. That's, I'm almost certain that's the last season I watched. Season four. Yeah, season four came out, and then they did the movie. And then my understanding is season five isn't that good, especially because the first three episodes, I think, of season five, the Aqua Teens aren't even in it. It's just like oh, wow. Carl. Oh, yeah, because that's when they shifted to... Is that Aqua Unit Patrol Squad, or is it... No, that's a little bit later, but... They tried to experiment a little bit. I don't know if it worked or not. I guess we'll find out when we we'll see get there on the podcast. But yeah, because I'm like I was, I was like a, t- a teenager at the time catching those episodes, and I'm like the Aqua Teens aren't even fucking in this. Like, what am I watching right now? It's so, it was uh, pretty frustrating. But yeah, those first four seasons are the golden era. I think. Yeah, they're really good. And honestly, I know the movie gets kind of dunked on now, but it it was probably my favorite movie going experience of all time at the theaters to see oh, to see I'm that sure. because sure. the intro yeah. the mastodon intro where it's like you know we mm-hmm. have your money <laughs> so we're gonna spend it on drugs now it's like oh, this is fantastic and just being in a room of people who who get the same jokes who have the same sense of humor on mm-hmm. like opening weekend was just just incredible right yeah yeah because because on the patreon i'm covering the film and i just wrapped it up finally and that's basically what I said. I'm like, regardless of how good or not the movie is, 
I could only imagine what that film going experience was like, because to me, like, that's the biggest thing to come from that film is that experience. Like, I, I didn't get to go uh, back in the day, but like just the fact that all these Aqua Teen fans got to get together at a movie theater and, and see the film together to me, like made the movie, I think it was it was special for sure. I can't wait for the new one, man. The uh, like the trailer. Look, I wasn't, I was, I was excited because it's Aqua Teen, of course. But man, that trailer blew me away. I was, I wasn't expecting anything to that scale. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really impressive what what they're doing. It almost sounds like they, it almost feels like they have a second chance to, to like do it right or something. Yeah. Is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah, hundred percent. I'm sure that's how they see it too. On to uh, your game, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the the very unofficial game. Did you play any other Aqua Teen games before starting your own? Like, b- besides the official one, did you also play any other fan games? Uh, never any fan games. Although, I mean, there's technically was one on Dreams, although it's not there anymore. Uh, mm. But yeah, sure, I played that. But otherwise, I never played the um, Zombie Ninja Pro-Am game on the PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. at the time. I was, you know, I could not just uh, blow my money and it was getting just like, pretty poorly reviewed at the time so i, mm-hmm. I didn't pick it up mm-hmm. uh, but i did play a lot of the adult swim like dot com flash games that they had back in the day mm-hmm. did, did you ever mm-hmm. play those you familiar with yeah them? i did yeah 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 i played several of those uh but yeah never never played the zombie ninja pro man but i did um watch a lot of the cutscenes in you know when i was trying to make this game i was just looking at some of their their models and stuff just to see how how they resolve some things like oh what did they do with Frylock's nose or you know those sort of things where it's kind of hard to tell in 2d exactly what the layout of the house looks like or that sort of thing right right yeah yeah and uh full disclosure i did know that you didn't play that game because we talked about it when i streamed it but i thought i I thought i would ask again for the uh, listeners here who who didn't catch that how long did you like want to make an aqua teen game for until you finally did it like was this an idea you kind of had for for years until you finally got started on it yes yeah yeah i think going back to um 2013 i think is is when it uh was first a nugget of an idea i was in between jobs and looking for a job at the time and i was like just needed an outlet to to do some things so i started um toying around with making like a 2d game on the pc now i've never made a game in my life this was the first time i'd ever even toyed around with one so i used some some of the pretty basic pc gaming like game building software because I'm, I'm certainly not going to be using uh you know unreal or something because i can't code right, right. <laughs> so so yeah i was I, so i toyed around with uh, making a 2d game for a little while and then i became gainfully employed and that just went <laughs> by the wayside how long did this game take from start to finish would you say like how many years i would say th- two and a half to three like part of that, of course, was learning the software itself, trying to figure out how to do the things I wanted to do, and and then it's like get you know get better, build the assets, and then eventually get to the the programming side of things. So I, I would say a total of three years working on the thing, and of course I've, I've got a full time job and a wife and three kids, so that was more like right, right. My free gaming time is pretty much. So I, I did very little gaming in the last three years because I was working on this. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, because you made it in Dreams, which is on the PlayStation. You didn't make it on a computer and then like export it to PlayStation. It was made on a PlayStation. So your time making this was literally your gaming time. You're sitting there with the controller in your hand, 
uh, but instead of playing a game, you are in dreams creating <laughs> this this game that other people can then play. <laughs> exactly right. Do you, do you remember when you first heard about dreams? Do you remember like an aha moment for you? Like, oh, I could use this to make my game instead of Game Maker on the computer or whatever. Well, I remember hearing about dreams when it, I mean, it was announced for the playstation 3 <laughs> like i forgot what year it was but it was, it was supposed to be on the playstation 3 and the development took so long that it got pushed back to the ps4 and it was almost towards the end of the ps4's life lifetime it was i think the ps5 might have come out two years after dreams did at that time i was not even considering it for that in fact when i started making the assets just i started just making a master shake because i thought Oh, this will be fun. <laughs> I wasn't even, I did not have a game in mind. I was just going to make some assets and let other, because the way Dreams works is you can make assets and things and let other people use them and play with them to make their own games. And that was my plan. I'm just going to make some, some characters, throw them in there, let people play with them. But the more I, uh, the deeper I went into it, I was like, well, I can just start making my own. And I was built the house and i was like i'll just let it be a let the player explore the house that'll be fun i don't because i can't program but then i thought oh, no you know i played a toy story game on dreams that was literally just that and i was like this is this is lame <laughs> like, i, I want to like play a game this is, this is not what i want so so i was like well if an aqua team fan boots this up and you're just getting to explore the house it's it's kind of a letdown so i was like all right i'm just gonna do it right just gonna do it right and i just had to to scope it really small because i knew that i could not be making an aqua Teen mmo or anything in this i just had to <laughs> make sure it was scoped scoped really small i i really like that uh how you started really small really like just make a master shake and then it just built up and i think that's an important lesson for a lot of people especially younger people listening in that it's easy like if you went into it like i'm gonna make this whole game that's basically an episode you probably would have given up on it because it would have been too big of a project to take on all at once but when you start one piece at a time and just keep building it and like you said you know you weren't trying to make like an mmo or something crazy like that although i would like to see the moon master mmo i think that would work very well <laughs> but uh yeah i really i really like uh how you how you came about that but but not only did you do the modeling and like the writing and everything but you also did the music uh for the game correct that's right which was mostly just like remixes of existing you know mostly recreated the aquatine music a lot of a lot of it was anyway how did that work like did you figure these tracks out by ear and just put them into the game or did you like did you were you able to load in like midi files or something i think they do have some sort of working midi integration but i've never used it i don't know how it sounded a little bit above above me I, I could not handle it so i i did it by ear i mean i don't know anything about music either so that it probably would have been a lot easier <laughs> if i if i did but no i would literally just go through yeah. play it note by note being like all right let me listen to this section okay oh, man. just piece it together yeah it was it was arduous for me because I, I don't have any background in <laughs> which should be inspiring i have no background in music in programming in 3d modeling I mean, none of it. And that's why it took three years. <laughs> that's the most astounding thing about the game. And I think something you should really be proud of, because I know a lot of people who do know how to make music and they never make an album. They do know how to program. They do know how to do this or that. And they never make a game or whatever. And you didn't know how to do any of this stuff. But uh, you were still able to to make a, ga make a game that you can play, first of all. And second of all, that's actually fun to play and enjoyable to play. So like, I hope that you know, I don't want to want to proselytize too much about this, but I hope you do recognize like how 
big of an achievement that is how awesome that is that you're able to pull that off because again like i know so many programmers and, and game developers that don't actually finish a game i appreciate that it means a lot and it's probably because you know half the time when you do something for for a profession you don't want to like spend <laughs> spend all your other waking hours working on it too so but yeah it's i've heard i know a guy who makes um like big models and he described working on a project like this well he said uh, how do you eat an elephant one piece at a time so <laughs> i thought that was a, a beautiful analogy because yeah i mean yeah. i just had to yeah. just peck at it just day by day for mm. i mean not not day by day <laughs> i didn't even couldn't work on it daily but yes uh, every week i was usually putting in you know at least a couple hours to to try to mm -hmm. finish it up and I thought it was going to be done way sooner than <laughs> every year. I'd be like, I think I can get it done this year. Oh, here's another <laughs> year gone. You know, I guess that's just game development. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, the the cool thing was, and I'm really assuming here, is that you didn't really have, like, a deadline. So you weren't really stressing yourself out about it, it sounds like. And I think that can kill a lot of projects, too, if you're like, I have to get it done by this day and like it's usually some date that is completely unachievable to get the thing done by and then it just kills the project so i think that's really cool too that you were just like doing it when you could and not really stressing about it that's my impression anyway yeah pretty much i did uh at one point on the dreams reddit thread do like a it was probably like march of 2022 and i was or no 2021 i know i saw one from you in 2021 on the dreams thread because i was looking up about the game yesterday okay so yeah, I did a a post on the Dreams uh, Reddit forum that was like uh, in March 2021. It was like coming at the end of 2021, <laughs> and it was no, I did not hit that. It was like six months later. But yeah, you're right. I didn't stress about it because it's a fan game. I'm not getting paid for, so right. <laughs> so I have no one no one pressuring me to get it done other than myself. Right. I mean, right. every once in a while, I get a message like, "Hey man, is this game uh, done yet, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> what would you say overall was the most difficult part about the game like what specific aspect was most difficult for you to overcome in general i would say it's probably the programming side of things i'm uh I, every time i tried to like do um game creation tutorials and stuff i always have a great time until they start getting deep into the math and, I'm, and then and then it loses me so yeah it was probably towards and that's that was towards the end you know i i don't know the proper way to do this but i went from like asset creation to you know the environment creation and then started working on sounds and stuff and then ended with with all the um the programming side i think typically when the um you know, you, they're building games. They'll like use programmer art to to build the game, and then like actual you know program it to make sure that it's fun, etc. Even though the art's mm. not there, so I, I did it in reverse, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Probably from like the things that I'm most comfortable with to the things I'm least comfortable with, um, to like, mm -hmm. just get the momentum, you know, going. Um, and there are some aspects to dreams that are hard to work with. Like there's a thing called thermo in dreams, which is sort of the the limitation like the uh, size limitation the memory limitation on it so it was hard to do a lot of the things i wanted to with that um limitation in mind like you could only have so many unique sculpts inside of your environment so having all the different characters in was was really tricky because they were all very specific i couldn't like um reuse elements like you know some games might be reusing different models here and there different things all over the place but having all these different 
Aquatine characters take up a lot of space. You know, I'm sure that's uh, similar to some of the constraints that they dealt with back in the early 2000s while working on the show, too. So I think it's kind of fitting that you probably had similar <laughs> constraints sure. as they had. Was, was there something that you wanted to include in the game that you weren't able to? Oh, for sure. The uh, You can interact with a computer in the game. And I was wanting to do, I mean, it was more like a stretch goal. Like if, if I, <laughs> if I really got into this, uh, I could do, I wanted to do like a, um, clam digger, like mini game that you could, you could pop on. And then on the TV, you can interact with it as well. And I was, I thought it'd be fun to do like, like, the, I don't know, something, maybe the insult master or something like that. What aspect of the game are you, are you like the most happy with? Are you the, the proudest of how it turned out? Fuck, I mean, just that it works <laughs> it was, it was a, a pretty big part of it. Um, let's see. I don't know. I, I, I guess that it's that it has some some coherence to it, you know, to the puzzles, well, if you can call them puzzles, you know, like to the, the steps along the way that, you know, the, I'm, I'm happy with the writing, you know, uh, you, mm-hmm. you stare at the at, at all this <laughs> that I've written over three years. And I'm like, by after three years, it's like, this, this is stupid, I think. Maybe this is this might be terrible. I don't know anymore. So, but, but I think it's okay. I think now that I've had some distance from it, I, th- I think the writing was was okay. Uh, what would you say that you are the least happy with? Like, is there something that you kind of wish, like, oh, I kind of want to go back and redo that and fix that? Yeah, there were some aspects. Like, I I wished when I had written the story. Uh, part of okay, one thing, one issue I have with the story is that Ignic the whole. The whole plot is that Ignignoct and Ur are um are are plotting this robot invasion of the Aquatine's house, right? It, the the plan that they use makes too much sense, frankly, in the game because they're <laughs> they're idiots. So like the fact that they actually recruited three robots to do this uh-huh. is is too coherent of a plan for them to actually put together. <laughs> so I I'd already um sculpted all my characters at that point, but I very strongly considered um, getting rid of Robo Sitter and replacing her mm-hmm. with um, Moth Monster Man, and I even had a full like script for her, like for him instead of her in that spot, and um, and mm-hmm. how it would play out. But but after I had written all that, I realized I've just put too much time into Robo Sitter and to like fully develop this other character is just going to take too much time. So mm-hmm. I'd say that's the one thing I'm like, man, I wish if I could go back in time and uh, <laughs> tell myself to, right. to rewrite this thing. That's probably the one thing I would change. So that kind of uh, <laughs> answers my next question. It was going to be, if you could go back and give yourself advice on day one with the knowledge you have now, what would that advice be? Like on day one of working on the project, what would you tell yourself? So I guess, I guess besides the whole, moth monster man thing if i could go back in time i would say you you can get this done in a year and a half i promise because if i knew it was three years out 100 percent would would not right. continue with no, it so yeah, time, yeah, yeah i would have lied to myself first of all um <laughs> and, and then uh probably just in terms of it would probably just have to do with the dreams constraints like because i had to like rebuild the exterior of the house I think three times just because I was dealing with those um, size limitation constraints. It's, it's weird technical stuff of, of why that was the case, but yeah, I had to rebuild brick by brick. That's stupid. I mean, you know, a copy and pasting of course, but still I had to do that so many times. Do you have any plans to make more Aqua Teen fan games? <laughs> I'd really like to. Um, 
I still want to make the 2D one. Like the the original concept for the for the the one I was going to make on PC was that it would just look exactly like the show. Um, so I've I had a working Meatwad animation that was I literally um, and then took screenshots of every uh, roll of of Meatwad's animation, traced it in Illustrator, and had it uh, had it moving around. And I was like, ah, oh, this is great. So I would still really like to do that. Yeah, yeah. You, you you sent that to me, and it really genuinely looked like it was from the show. You even had him jumping, and there'd be a little shadow underneath <laughs> right. and everything. Like it looked a hundred percent real. And I I I mean, I would love to see uh, a game in that style because that looked better than the official Flash games on Adult Swim's website and stuff. <laughs> like this looked legit, like an episode. It was crazy. Well, that was like half the reason. I'm thinking like Aqua Teen deserves like this this kind of treatment you know this show it's just it's legendary and you should have a cool game that all these other ips have you know that are fun to play and their fans get to play it's like they the fans deserve some some good aqua Teen content to play yeah it's it's surprising how this is like a kind of an example of that that i notice for example other adult swim shows like your pretty face is going to hell squid billies like these other like dave willis shows on like Instagram and Twitter, they have their own accounts, but like Aqua Teen doesn't have an official Twitter account. Aqua Teen doesn't have an Instagram account. And same thing. It's like Aqua Teen, I, back in the day, it got some games, but not anymore. Although I don't know if they really even do games anymore, but it seems like for as big as the show is, uh, you know, it's one of the biggest Adult Swim shows. Like it doesn't really get a lot of love from Adult Swim. It kind of seems like. Yeah, I guess it's just hard to, maybe it's hard to convince the publishers to spend money on a show that's been canceled for however many years. So that's a good point. I mean, it almost seems like they're they're trying to to kick it back into gear with Aquadonks in the movie. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. One can hope. One can hope. I know this is like a different version of a question I already asked you, but like, would you outside of Aqua Teen, would you want to try and make more games in general, or or are you just sticking to the Aqua Teen fandom world? Mm. I don't know. Uh, a little bit of me wants to do that, but man, that was that was a long three years. I, I'd have to really love it. I mean, that's the only way I could really, really dig in for three years on this because it's just something I really enjoy. Um, so I'd, it would have to be an idea that I'm very fond of to to do so. And, and the cool thing about um, dreams is that now that I have all the um, the assets created, it, it wouldn't be quite the undertaking to to make something else because I can just use the same, you know, meat water, fry lock and shake models and do something else with it. But uh, to answer the question, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, if, if, if I could get a group together for that 2d (laughs) aqua teen project, you know, maybe I could churn out some art assets while somebody else does the programming. (laughs) So that's really it for the questions I had for you. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say on the topic of, the game if there's anything we didn't touch on that you would like to uh that you feel is worth mentioning uh not really the you know the games out there on dreams for the ps4 ps5 and um and i'm gonna eventually like make the assets available to anyone who has dreams so they could oh wow yeah i'm just gonna make the you know the environments and the all the character models available for anyone to try to use and make their own games with. Mm-hmm. I just got to clean it up a little bit because it's it's a mess of, of right right you know coding. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I was going to thank you for um, introducing me to the uh, Rabot Remixed project because I 
I'm actually I use dreams to submit uh, three different scenes. Oh, really? Scenes to that. Yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, nice. That's so cool. Has she, has she put any of your work in like a trailer? Yeah. Well, yes. Okay, yeah. so I, I have seen it because that that explains it now because I must not have realized that was you because now now that you say that I'm like wait I I think I do remember some 3D stuff mm-hmm. that looked just like your game yep, yep, now yep. it makes sense yeah <laughs> I think even I think I've got the first scene so like the robot jumping in and smashing Carl's car is is oh is, beautiful <laughs> it's one of my scenes so yeah that's that's been a fun project like there's so many talented people in that group it's amazing and they're all so young I feel. I'm like twice as old as anybody there, and uh, <laughs> and I'm not even an animator really. I'm just like a, just happen happen to have these assets to I could throw together. <laughs> oh, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you: Would you be able to add like voice acting or something? Like, I feel like we could put a group together of people who sound kind of like the characters and put it in the game. I would I would consider it. Yeah, I mean that would be a considerable amount of work. But I actually re- reached out to a guy maybe two weeks ago. Cause I, first of all, I have, have reached out to people, to groups like, Hey, anyone on Reddit do good voices, et cetera, et cetera. I think I've even reached out on Facebook, but I mean, I'm sure you'd have more reach cause I was just a random idiot trying to, <laughs> to find some, some people. And, and my usual question was, is there anyone who can do a good master shake? Cause he's, he's the sticking point, like trying to sound like uh, Dana Snyder it's it's hard but i listened i was on facebook and there's a guy doing he did a master shake uh meatwad um carl and frylock and i was like holy shit this guy this guy so i contacted him. i was like hey if if you would do voice lines for this game like it's just a fan game i, I can't pay you because it's just a free thing that i did and he's like yeah man i'm down so i, I just uh so i've got that contact if, if i ever decide to go go forward with this so there you have it any uh, voice actors here i know there are a few of you if you want to reach out to kirk please do so you could find kirk on twitter at kirk explosion and on instagram at kirk explosion one links to both in the show notes and basically everything else that we mentioned Again, it was just so great to talk to Kirk and just, you know, touch base with somebody who dedicated so much time to Aqua Team to, again, write this love letter to the show. And it was just so, in my mind, wildly successful. I was just blown away by how good it actually was. And I'm really picky about writing and stuff when it comes to writing for Aqua Teen. I've seen fan scripts online, and honestly, they typically don't really impress me. They they don't really seem like it's actually for Aqua Teen in terms of the character tone and stuff. But this here really did. Like, Kirk really understood the characters, and he did a great job writing the game and the dialogue and just everything along with it. Again, hope you enjoyed that conversation, and I will see you next week. I don't know what we'll be doing because as of this recording, Plantasm is coming out in just a few days, so I will see if I can put some sort of episode together about that, but if not, then we will be diving in to the second-to-last episode, the penultimate episode of Season 2 of Aqua Teen, The Cloning. Not sure what we'll be doing, but we'll be doing something. In the meantime, let me shout out the homies. We've got Sean, Ian, Captain Buford, Brian, Robison, and Reverend Raven 46. You guys can play Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the very unofficial game, any day of the week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>